We are going live. I got all my sisters with me. I don't get it. We are going live. Welcome back to another episode of College Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South and Texas Pete. What is fucking happening? I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me as always, oh, eyebrows McGee, partner in crime, and thick ass eyebrow boy. What? When did this happen? They look like they're like drawn on. Am I am I like crazy right now? They don't usually look like this, right? Oh, yours look thick as fuck too. Mine are always thick. Slim thick with your cute ass. I'm really <laughs> bummed that we didn't start recording earlier when I had that badass uh, Biggie Smalls. Um, yeah, that lyric. was. Well, that's that's why you got to be a live listener. That's why you got to tune into the YouTube. You got to tune yeah. into the Facebook group. We go yeah. live Wednesdays, Sundays. You can chime in on the chat. Chris is just, I don't know what he's doing with the background right now on the stream, but <laughs> just things are anyway. happening. Um, no. But uh, good week coming up. I mean, it's not as big as some of the past couple weeks, but there's some some big games. I've, I'm interested to see uh, what your thoughts are on the Bama game for sure. Yeah. Um, are you nervous? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not at this point. I'm going to be in Auburn for the game. I'm mailing it in, bro. Just like just like my voting ballot. Suck it, producer Dan. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't please, please post this video. Still, um, <laughs> don't. You just, you just can't help yourself. I can't. I really can't because it never crossed my mind. So it was voting day yesterday. We're not going to talk about politics ever on this podcast. I've learned my lesson on that. Um, Groucho Marx eyebrows. But no, Dan was like, "Don't say anything about politics." I swear to God, I won't post this. And I was like, "Yeah, why would we?" And now it's like all I can think about. <laughs> It says a lot about me. No, so we did get an email though. I wanted to say we got there was a lot of people that emailed us um, that were like super friendly and nice about the podcast. Even though I I, I know I make a lot of um, you're polarizing. Let's just say it. That's that's fair. Yeah, you either you either are like super cold with me, or you're getting Christmas gifts, right? Or your sunglasses on the ocean. Okay. Or you're on the express polar bear. All right. Let's just, I'll just read it on the email. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, from an anonymous Tennessee fan. Hey, Chris, huge Tennessee fan, big fan of the podcast. You and Chris or you and Tyler are awesome. Uh, listen every week. I want to formally apologize for the dumbass bandwagon fans that harassed you and others. 98% of Tennessee fans are super chill and just happy to be where we are in the rebuild. I was in Neyland stadium in 2017. This is the good part. When Georgia shut us out at home for the first time since the Teddy Roosevelt administration, I was wearing orange during the duly years. The actual loyal fan base, the context of where we've been, are basking in the glory of this season. Historically, all Twitter can be misguided, but generally reasonable. 2022 Big Orange Twitter bandwagon is different and fucking loathsome. Vol fans hate them too, especially when they're constantly writing checks our ass can't cash and even tweeting shade at the players and coaches who have pulled us from the ashes. Fuck them. Thanks for the content. Look for the podcast every week. Go Vols. 
thought that was really nice because they were really nice. A bunch of people that reached out to us were like, hey, man, like really enjoy the podcast. And I know I like I'll sometimes get emails or messages too that are like, hey, no, not all of us are on Twitter. We don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Um, there's no reason for you to keep bringing it up. And they're also very accurate and right when they say that. But um, yeah, I feel I like your microphone it. just is like changing back and forth between. It is. And I don't understand how. Now, is this messing up now? It, do, it doesn't sound the same as it did before. Good. Uh, well, that's nice. And I, I tend to err on the side of Twitter is not a real place. And so when I, I don't get as much backlash as you do because I'm not very controversial, just kind of down the line kind of guy. Makes me very boring. But I don't catch a lot of heat, but every once in a while I will. And it's just I just try to remember that it's like the point one percent of the the population that is like that so it is what it is but that's cool that somebody reached out and i agree most tennessee fans i know are just happy to be where they're at right now um been a fun ride and it's definitely not over for them i mean i i'll be interested to see this missouri game this weekend i'm not i don't think they're in danger of losing it per se but you know it's a it's a spot where if you're a good team you're favored by 20 and a half it's a kind of a sleepy noon game Missouri comes in there pretty good defense they wouldn't win the game but that's a lot of points you know you got to be a mature team to to after coming off that Georgia game it'd be interesting to see what happens there but um your mic is muted I don't understand there it is okay okay Sounds I'm great. excited yeah fun um, I do enjoy the debate a little bit, as as Harry Leji says. Um, I, <laughs> I did. I will also say, um, what's up, William Gray? Uh, stickers in the mail, by the way, big guy. Um, what? Yo, yeah. No. Okay. God. There they are. They're still sitting there. I just got all I had to do is put, I don't know I I don't know where to put them. What? <laughs> there's not a fucking like okay so it, it, it like at this apartment like there's not like you just you set them on a table and I don't trust that. That seems like a lie and That's not a lie. <laughs> why don't you just go to the post office like a normal adult? Why would I go to the post office to ensure that it gets there? When I could have an even lazier route to make sure it doesn't get there and then have people anger at me and we can keep this thing fucking going. Harry when I say Leggy? it like that, now it makes sense. Okay, I get it. Harry Leggy. 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 Um also we have a lot of people in the um in the uh comments right now. We appreciate you guys being here and watching this thing live. Um how many I have a serious question for you before we get started. How okay. many bags of popcorn do you have left from Texas Pete? Only one. You only ate one? I've got a, a bag that's unopened right here next to my desk. When did we get those? I got mine last week. Last Thursday, right? Sounds right. You're gone? You're just gone? They were gone by Friday. I can see that, though. I mean, that's how good they are. Yeah, also true. Also true. Has nothing to do with my eating problems. Um, big week ahead, right? We want to get into this. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's some games like 
I was just kind of checking around the slate. I'm kind of interested to see what happens in that uh, Florida South Carolina game, for example. That, yeah, I can see um, being excited about that. Four o'clock uh, SEC Network. South Carolina six and three. Florida five and four. This one's in Gainesville. Florida minus eight. Uh, total fifty nine. Florida actually has a chance to clinch a bowl game if they win this game. I just realized I'm wearing this fucking hat. South Carolina, you're wearing an Ole Miss hat. Yeah. Florida's coming off one of their best offensive performances of the year, albeit against an A&M team that was – I think that I, th- I think I heard that they had 16 of their two deep out in that game. Yeah. But I'm not necessarily going to look into too much of what Florida did against their defense, um, but they did have an awesome game, 500 total yards almost, 300 on the ground. Anthony Richardson had four touchdowns. Um, you can run on Florida. Um and you can also run on South Carolina. Neither one of their defenses are very good at stopping the run. What do you think this is going to happen in this game? Florida's actually got a chance. You know, if they win this game, I think they have Vandy. Maybe one other. No, they have Vandy and then Florida State. I was about to say, if you, if you forgot they were playing Florida State, I was no, going to no. be pretty upset. No, no, no. Um, I just couldn't remember if there was three games left or, or two. Um so they've got a chance to to have a like an eight and four season regular, which would be I think a great start to the Napier era. What's going on with your eyes right now? What's going on with it? Like your eyes are like super green. You look like that. Green? You look like that. Remember that? Remember that black guy who was in prison and then ended up becoming a model? Why? <laughs> That's what you look like. That's right what now. I look like right now. Yeah. Okay. My face is just super red and uh, with big old bushy eyebrows. Not the same. Um, my, my eyebrows are so. Bushy. Anyway. I uh no so this game is interesting for a lot of reasons. I think I think that South Carolina like I said this the other day I think the positives that come from that game are pretty uh pretty important and the fact that you had Spencer Rattler going three touchdowns zero I can I stopped in my tracks. Got an Oregon fan in the house from Oregon. Good Bo. Go go Bo Knicks. Go Ducks. I'm uncomfortable. Let's go. All right. <laughs> yeah, but no, finish. So basically, what I'm saying is Spencer Rattler having three touchdowns, zero interceptions. And we haven't seen that all year, really. Even I feel like against like South Carolina State. And I'm, I might be wrong about that set. So don't quote me on it uh, or comment me in the comments or anything like that. But I do think that um, I think that's like a, a very important uh, thing for his growth. What does South Carolina look like on the road? I don't know. I don't think it's great. Um, I haven't seen them look super impressive on the road this year. Um, they had that win against Kentucky, but they went against Kentucky came without Will Levis. And it also came at a time when you got a, a, a turnover on the very first play of the game. I think Florida wins eight points seems like a lot, but I, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't bet on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't either. If anything, I think I don't, Florida's not good on defense, but I don't think Spencer Rattler is very good either. So I kind of expect both teams to run the ball a bunch maybe look at the under in this game. Um, it seems kind of counterintuitive because mm. neither defense is very good. But What's if the first half over under, I wonder? Also, this I thing, this whole fucking setup sucks. Like this this little arm thing, I, ha- I fucking hate it. It doesn't make it any easier. Everything just comes unplugged, and I don't understand why. What? This like whole stupid fucking arm of like with the mic. I don't, like, yours looks cool. Mine sucks. I don't understand. Like the whole. Mine's just, I just have mine coming in at a different angle. Like I mean, it's the same move angle. yours up. Well, I don't have a. I don't have a. 
I don't have a cord coming out the bottom of mine. See, that's the problem. I have all these fucking cords everywhere. My, in, like this entire thing looks like the back of a fucking like 2002 entertainment system at your dad's house. Dude, my dad had some sick. Remember those big head units? Yeah. And then you could put in like the 25 CD changer that just. Your dad was a sex addict, remember? <laughs> um oh boy uh all right where we are we going so I, I, I got florida win as well um, yeah yeah that's fair, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> okay cool um, all right yeah no i i've got i gotta be in a little bit closer than eight points so i think it's probably yeah. less than a touchdown um, i'm gonna look I'm gonna, i mean I, like by saturday i'll look up the uh total on like what the first half is and see if it's changed at all because um, I think that could also be something that would look good, but um, that's pretty much all I got on that. I, like, I would not bet this game. Absolutely not. Um, I have no idea what to to expect from Florida game to game, um, so I would lay off. One that I thought would be kind of intriguing just because of the spot that it's in is uh, Missouri-Tennessee. It's a noon game on CBS, which is yeah. nice. Uh, Missouri is 4-5. and five. Obviously, Tennessee, number five in the country at this point, eight and one. Uh, the line is 20 and a half for Tennessee, total 57. Um, <laughs> the comments are good. Tennessee <laughs> coming off their worst offensive performance of the year. They only had 289 yards of total offense against Georgia, which is just ridiculous. I mean, they've topped, they've topped 500 six times this season. Yeah. Um, they also had a season low in points against Georgia. Missouri's got four SEC losses, but they're it's by a combined 18 points. I mean, they've been in every game, including um, against Georgia when they lost only 26 to 22. So um, they had a heartbreaker against Kentucky last week with that whole punt situation, but they ended up holding Kentucky to under 262 yards or 262 yards of total offense. So yeah, they had five sacks. Um, this I really like good, man. Defense. Yeah, and they can stop the run. They can stop the pass. I don't like the spot for Tennessee here. I, I yeah. have no doubt that Tennessee will win the game, but you're coming off a disappointing loss. You, you, it was a physical game. Yeah. Um, now you go into this noon game, and some of the losses shined off. I mean, just a little bit. Not They still have all their goals in front of them, but um, the specialist of special seasons, the 98s, maybe off the oh, table. So I just wonder if they get up for this game. You look at the opponent across from you, you're probably not super jazzed up about playing Missouri. Like you I disagree with everything you're saying. So I got Missouri to cover this spread. Okay, so I don't, dis- I don't dislike that necessarily, but here's, here's the other part too. Everything's in front of Tennessee. Now, I, I will say there used to be something called like the Bama hangover, right? Like with the week after you play Bama, like you are kind of beaten up and, and everything's like, you know, you're like physically you are, you are hurt. Um, That's what I'm going for here. I, and I don't, I don't necessarily see that not happening in Tennessee just because I think that Georgia is the new Bama and, and I'm not saying that in a disrespectful way to Georgia fans. I'm just saying, I think that that's like where the program is um, now. And I, I think they're going to repeat. And I, I think I'm actually going to be wrong for something this year, which is that Georgia is going to lose the national championship to Ohio state. They might actually beat Ohio state, the national championship at this point. But um, I, I do think that Tennessee has everything in front of them. And as much as I've bickered with their fans, I mean, like they are at five in the playoff. We need to also speak about the playoff rankings um, instead of just the uh, the games coming up because we haven't talked about that yet. Um, but the playoff rankings that came out, they are at five. You have four ranked, or you have four teams ahead of you that are unbeaten 
and and all of them and there's four weeks left in the season so everything could still like fall into place for them and i still think they're one of the four best teams in the country so even if they lost to, to georgia they still are in a great spot to get to the 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 playoff i don't think i think hooker's heisman might have taken a huge hit just because of the way it plays out with like if you're not playing the last week of the season all the hay has to be in the barn and he doesn't have the georgia win now even though he has all these other impressive wins um I think with Hooker's leadership, I mean, he is 37 years old. And so for him to come out there, I, I think he would be crazy to think he wouldn't have some sort of, you know, generational type leadership. Hold on, I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I think Georgia wins. I'm sorry. Well, I think Tennessee wins, and I think they win big because I think they have to the last three games. And also, here's the one thing you're not, you're not bringing up that I think is important. It's also senior day in Knoxville. And this is this is now the team that has turned everything around. So Hendon Hooker's last game and his last time coming out of that tunnel, I believe, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure, um, is going to be on Saturday. And, and a lot of other guys that have been instrumental in turning this fucking program around. So I think that Tennessee, look, with all of that riding behind them, because here's the other thing too. Those fans, as you've seen on social media, they don't quit. And so I, I don't, and, and nor should they. I think they're going to be fine this week. And I think they cover. It, it'll be close early though, I think. You're right. Okay. Um, what else we got here uh, before we get to the big one? Georgia Mississippi State night game in Starkville. Oh, going early on this one. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's a pretty big spread. Number one Georgia nine and zero coming yeah. off again. This is another spot where it's like okay, let's see. Just like Tennessee's coming off. I mean this, that was an emotional game. They clearly have been preparing, as yeah. Kirby said, for two weeks for that that Tennessee game. Um again, not doubting that Georgia won't win the game or will win the game, but 16 point spread. Um Mississippi State 6 and 3 on the season. Um kind of sputtered here late. I kind of feel, I feel like, you know, I think earlier in the year I was thinking this could this game could present a problem for Georgia given where it was in Starkville coming off the Tennessee game, night game now we know. But what do you think is going to happen in this game? I think Georgia's going to win. I think it's going to be close early. There's there's a bet you could make. I know they could do it on Bovada. I'm pretty sure you could do it on DraftKings as well. Um, there's a bet you can make where whoever's winning after the first quarter and doesn't win the game. Like it, it's like one of those bets. Like you know our, mm-hmm. our buddy Michael Cass. Uh, I don't say Michael Cass Grande. Michael um, fuck, Calabrese. Calabrese. Uh, um, hold on. I'm, it's rec- my phone is recording my voice. Uh, I think that like it, it's usually like plus, I don't know, four or 500. Like I think Mississippi state could be winning after the first quarter in this game. I think that they could possibly, they, they are really good early on in games. Um, I don't think that they've gone up against a team that is as good as Georgia. I mean, if Bama could shut them down and we've seen what LSU even did to him in the, in the early part of that game. Um, and also late, obviously, um, I think that Georgia could also get off to a little bit of a slow start because outside of that Tennessee game, there weren't there aren't that many games where they they've started out like where they've they've like like come out early. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Jesus I mean, Christ, the last few there. weeks against Florida, they did. Then they kind of backed off. Right. I, I feel like Georgia's just kind of the team. They don't have like the absolute killer instinct every game like last year's team did. Right. They kind of mess around with their food a little bit before they eat it kind of deal. Right. Um, I could see that happening in this game, but 
ultimately, I just don't see where Mississippi State stops no. Georgia. No. And you, and again, you know, unless Georgia has a couple turnovers, which you can't rule out, but I mean, I, I got guess. Georgia scoring like forty-five points in this game. But also, here's here's another thing too is like I, I and I've been I've like talked about this a whole bunch about how like they've kind of started out slow, but you've watched the second you've second oh god you see the second half of the season right so we're nine games in and 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 you talk about like against Auburn right zero points in the first quarter it was tied zero zero uh, against Mizzou you're actually down three nothing uh, in the first quarter so you, you scored zero points in that one Kent State was like a twelve three it's whatever. Um, and South Carolina, you obviously jump out, but I think Sanford they were tied zero zero, and I think even Oregon was like three nothing or something like that. In the last three games, Vandy, Florida, Tennessee, I think that's a good sample size for one because I think those are three very different teams of, of very different uh, talent sizes or uh, talent samples. Um, but they've scored fourteen points in every single one of those first first quarters. So I could also be very wrong. I just don't see them. It's a team that really you know they haven't had to go on the road, and no, I'm not counting that Florida game. They've, they've had to go on the road twice this year. South Carolina, where they fucking skull-dragged uh, South Carolina. But then also that Mizzou game, where they, they struggled early on in kind of a sleepy start. Starkville is has a lot of Como in it, okay? No Como, but I mean, Mississippi State, no not the most fun place to play. Those cowbells, um, you know, not great. So I think I think that um, Oregon – wait, Oregon, we scored – no, I don't think they did. I'm pretty sure they didn't. Um it also, that's another good point. Eric Whitworth in the comments makes a really good point. Georgia's not really healthy. I didn't know this until after the game. I just saw a video about it. Kirby Smart was talking about how they had two starters out on the offensive line. They had a couple guys banged up, and you just see this team. And I, I get, I get the jokes they write themselves as a Bama fan, um, and the injuries and all that kind of stuff. But Georgia just kept on fucking ticking, man. Um, I fully expect them to cover sixteen. They are, they have been a machine on the road against Kirby Smart. Now, here's the other caveat, though. Okay. Um, I don't think that that's true. Their partner in the first quarter against Oregon. Oh, it was seven, nothing. All right. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Um, okay. Either way. So, um, <laughs> so mi- mixed back, mixed back. They're mixed not bag. a slow starting team. They, no, they, they were in the beginning of the season, but they scored at least yeah. 14 points in the last three games in each of the first quarter, uh, first quarters of those games. So, um, Yes, but Eric Whitworth, you are correct. I appreciate that correction. Uh, what was I talking about before that? It was important. Oh, the thing the thing with Georgia and the thing with Kirby Smart, I want to say their record on the road is like 24 and 4 or something like that under Kirby, right? Um, those four losses are all to SEC West teams. You lost to Ole Miss in 2016, 2018, you lost to LSU, 2020, you lost to Bama. Um, and there's one more in there that I'm forgetting. You guys can tell me who it is. Um, so I, I will say that I think that like there's there's opportunity for Mississippi State, but I don't think that I just don't think anybody in the country can hang with this Georgia team right now. And you would think, unless some teams have had really good injury luck over the year, yeah, that teams like Mississippi State, like they're because like I kind of feel like Florida State went through this in the middle of the year where their starters are good enough to play really good football. But once you lose a couple of your key guys, those backups aren't what Georgia has at this point in the year in terms of people filling in for injuries at certain positions. So you would think a stronger, more deeply talented team like Georgia would go into a game. To me, it's just purely about the spot. 
Yeah. I just think I think Georgia will end up covering the spread at the end of the day. I don't see how Mississippi State, um, unless Georgia has turnovers, um, I I think I think Georgia rolls. I think they I think they put up over forty points. Yeah. South Carolina probably doesn't get to twenty. Can I I'm sorry, let's take a quick State. break on this real quick, by the way, because we've talked about both of these teams that have that are it, this impacts the most. Um, the college football playoff rankings week two came out last night. Um, your thoughts in general as as those came out and, and, and the new rankings you had at 10 Clemson, nine Bama, uh, 11 was Ole Miss, um, eight USC. We have a comment in here again from our friend uh, Randy Rousey from Oregon, by the way. Y'all stop fucking talking shit to Randy in general about about Oregon and Bo Nix because we love the fact we love Bo Nix. He's been great and he makes a good point. Says why is this number eight team I'm about to mention USC so overrated? Because they are. Um, but we also love the ske- fact that we have yeah, their schedule is not great and no. they're like their defense is really bad. They just have never have played nobody. Um, they have a they'd probably get the reason they've done anything. They'd get run by a lot of these teams around yeah. them on the schedule. Um, number seven was LSU. Number six, Oregon. Number five was Tennessee. Number four, TCU. Number three, Michigan. Number two, Ohio State. Number one, uh, Georgia. So I, I'll start by saying this: I think that um, I think that USC. It's egregious that they're throwing them like the, the amount of respect they're giving USC and not giving UCLA is kind of stupid, in my opinion. Um, that part drives me crazy. The other thing that, that I think pisses me off, and this is, this is like from where like a lot of my hatred comes from with, uh, SEC stuff is I hate the fact that we're just good dogs. We're just allowing, we're just allowing the big 10 to play a one game season. And I think it's fucking horse horse shit. I really do. I I think, I think it's so fucking stupid. Why are you looking at me like that? You look so creepy right now. I'm just looking at the rankings. I, I'm I'm actually sitting here wondering why Clemson is oh, below God. USC. I just love that both of our biases show so much when we talk about other other. No, no, I'm wondering why I'm I'm trying to put Clemson above USC. Why they have the same record? USC has no wins against any of the top 25 here. Clemson has wins against two of the top 25. They have the same record. David Hill makes a really good point. I'm not going to say anything about it. I just I wink, David Hill. I got you. I didn't know what to say to that either. Um, I didn't know. I don't know if that's a point to be honest, but, but I, I love it. Uh, I'll have to fill you in later, Tyler. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't disagree. Like, I mean, Clemson does have wins over four ranked teams. Um, I, I so that part is kind of confusing, but it does have like this feel of like, 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 I don't, I like personally, I don't think that Tennessee is in trouble of not making the playoff if they handle their business and win out. Cause I don't think they're going to put in Oregon over them, but I like, like Oregon does close with, you are with uh with Washington Washington this weekend. And if if he's still in here, Randy, help me out here because there's a stat that I cannot remember off the top of my head. But it's something crazy like I think Oregon has won like 15 of the last 16 or like covered the spread, or maybe or like Washington has covered the spread, like 15 of the last 16 in that rivalry. It's something crazy like that. Um I think that I, th- I think that like they have that game, then they have Utah, and then they have at Oregon State. Oregon State's not ranked right now, but they easily could be because they they were ranked a week ago. So there's a lot on on Oregon's plate to close out the season. Also, a lot where they could lose, um, and then they they'll end up playing a team like USC, I think, or UCLA from the um, uh, from the from the south. And what's kind of crazy to me is is like I, I get this feeling that 
we're trying to just fucking force USC in like into this like higher position they should definitely be in because they're USC and and they're putting them ahead of like of these other teams that really deserve it because they don't have a better strength of schedule than UCLA. They don't have any more ranked wins. They I think they have like one one team that they've beaten with a with a winning record this season. Um and it's Oregon State. I think that's the only one. I could be wrong about that. But like UCLA could beat USC theoretically and we could see ourselves in a situation where then UCLA is playing Oregon and somehow Oregon won't get as much of a bump for beating UCLA for a second time at 11 and one as they would for beating USC at the same 11 and one. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I mean, that's what uh, these rankings also every week. I mean, it's been talked about ad nauseum, but it's, they are just great for shows like this where we can debate things at the end of the day, whether USC is eight and UCLA is 12 or vice versa, it's going to shake out at the end when they play each other. Um, so some of this, sometimes I just kind of feel it, it kind of feels like they'll rank teams just to make the teams above them seem better. Right. And almost explain why they're ranked where they are. Um, I mean, but I, look, at this point, I think I'm glad that TCU is finally in the top four. Uh, granted, they're one of the last unbeaten teams, so it's almost like you had no choice. But, um, you know, obviously Ohio State and or Michigan, are, you know, they may both be out or one of them may be out. Um, I don't know. There's a lot to be determined here. I, I could see Tennessee easily kind of just sneaking in. Um, I don't think that they're going to sneak Michigan. in. I think, I think that they're going to deserve to get in. Well, just like the things will fall as they may in front of them to kind of just move up the board as long as right. they take care That's of fair. business. Um, That's fair. Before we get back to the games, though, let's take a quick time out to talk about Texas Pete. Um, Hail Chris, you, brother. I don't know if you see what I got here, but... Texas Pete. Texas Pete. Texas Pete. Yeah, that's right. You get some Texas Pete. Uh it's kicking football season up a notch, Chris. I got to be honest. Uh, when I put this on pretty much anything, any sort of... Put it of on meat, your... Yeah. Sorry. Uh, if you haven't tried it or you haven't tried the original hot sauce or the, the new traditional barbecue sauce, you got to go to texaspeat.com. And you know what's even better about that, Chris? If you're listening today, you can go to texaspeat.com. Type in promo code uncensored and take 20% off your entire order. Yeah, that's right. Promo code uncensored. We have our own promo code. Yeah. Hashtag on a Peter. Win big with Texas. Pete, when you sauce like you mean it. Uh, we have um, another. We have another. Uh, I can't wait to try this, by the way. Oh, you haven't tried that yet? I haven't tried this yet. Dude, pop the tags. Tear off the label, bro. I even got a fat free version. Oh, yeah. I did give you fat free because I've been, I've wanted to talk about your weight. It's mainly in your eyebrows. Uh, what you said? We have another sponsor. The yeah, Underdog Fantasy. Oh, Under, yeah, Underdog Fantasy. Your place really? for fantasy and no. So yeah, um, and and bear with me here. We have a. Uh, it is it's something that we have universally across everything with uh with sds we have partnered with the good people at underdog fantasy and it's a lot of fun so if you love just unders and overs um we talk about this all the time we like well like you know early on in the season for this is right off the top of my uh <laughs> right off the top of my um right off the top of my head 
Jameer Gibbs, remember it, the he had the whole thing it was like he had like sixty nine and a half yards against Arkansas, and it was like yeah, hammer that. Um, yeah, and then he had like eighty or something like that, or seventy six against A, and then it was like hammer that. So that's all underdog fantasy is. Is you just talk about over or unders, higher or lower, um, and it's great. So head on over to the SDS Saturday Down South the YouTube page. And, and look at the video we have. We have a link uh, where you can get a huge promo and discount. Um, what? Oh, um, anyway. So, um, sorry. <laughs> Just getting caught up on all my video. My messages on Teams. Um, but yeah, so I think uh, there's there's it's a lot of fun. Obviously, this it's something you've probably seen just kind of sweeping over the sports betting world, especially in college football. But yeah, it's just overs and unders. We'll probably put out some stuff this weekend. But use the code South. Um, that is S O U T H, and make sure you go check out that YouTube page. Like I said, um, watch the video. It can explain everything to you there. Uh, our good our good buddy and boss Kevin Duffy did a um, full explanation of it. It's pretty awesome. But yeah, go check it out today. All right, we got some more games to get to, man. Yeah, I've been playing Underdog Fantasy, by the way. I really like it. Um, to give you an example for tonight's game. It's also game, legal, right? Like in yeah, it's, everywhere. it's legal, yeah. Memphis versus Tulsa. It's, it's on right now. Right. Seth Hennigan is the quarterback for Memphis. 275 and a half pass yards. Higher or lower? If you get if you guess higher and he passes for 280, you get that one. And you can yeah. parlay these prop bets. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you can like. If you get, if I would hit all four, let's just say I put a hundred bucks on this, thousand dollars if all four hit. So, so let's let's that should be that should be the best bets video this week as we just do some prop bets with with our good friends at Underdog Fantasy. Love that. All right, yeah. let's do that then. I'm in. Um, all right, let's talk. Let's talk a little TCU and Texas because this feels like a big game. TCU freshly in the top four. Mm-hmm. Texas ranked number eighteen at home. Touchdown favor against TCU. TCU has just made a habit of winning every game, ranked game that they play. Um, they, yeah. they've, they've won every game they've played because they're 9-0. Uh, what do you see happening in this game? So it's at Texas, right? Yep. Night game, Kinda 730 ESPN. It's oh, on sorry, ESPN. ABC. E- ABC, ABC. I was say. So I hate that I'm going to miss it because I'm going to be at that Auburn and A&M game. It seems like now that I, all this stuff's coming to fruition, I have very much uh, poorly planned this. But I do think that this will be a good game. I think, I, honestly, I think that Texas and Texas a- and TCU, I mean, um, I don't like, I love Texas. I love like what Steve Sarkeesian's been able to do. I love what they've been able to do. And I know they have three losses. I get that. They're still ranked. Um, I don't know if they should have moved up as much as they did beating K-State, but they did win on the road. Um, can Steve Sarkeesian put back-to-back wins against ranked opponents together? Because I don't know if that's something we've seen him do yet. Um, genuinely, I don't know. I don't have that that data in front of me. Um, I have seen TCU do it. I've seen TCU do it all season. I've seen him beat four ranked teams in a row, go to West Virginia, beat Texas Tech last week at home. And it's, you know, they like, listen – I don't know, no matter how much they're putting up, how many points they're putting up, how many yards and touchdowns Max Duggan's putting up, I don't know if it's going to be a situation where he blows you away. I don't, I don't. But I also do think that that this is something where they are going to go on the road and they're going to beat Texas because I, I do think that like they've gotten to a point of the season where they, you're so close, man. You're so close. And they have to be undefeated, I think, to win out. Because I don't know, where and where it gets kind of tricky here is if they lose to Texas in this game and they end up going to play Texas again at the end of the season, I think that's who would match up in the um, Big 12 championship. 
and they beat them. I'm not sure even as a Big 12 champion, they get in over Tennessee with their with their resume. Not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just not sure if it happens. Yeah, I, look, I'm going to bet TCU plus the seven just because yeah, on TCU crazy. for most of the year, and it, it just seems like the right move. I, I do think... I just wondered with Texas, you know, Texas's defense uh, as a pass defense is not very good. Um, and TCU's got one of the better passing offenses in the country. I just, mm-hmm. um, I, I do wonder, you know, Tennessee or uh, Texas also has one of the worst starting field positions on defense. So right. I'm not sure if they, you know, turn the ball over a lot on offense or they're, they're not doing well on special teams, but. I think TCU is going to score with them. I would definitely take the over in this game. This feels like one of those games where it's like 35 to 30 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Either one of these teams I could see winning. I'd probably go with the over on this, uh, 60 over 64 and a half. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Over 65. But but give me give me TCU to cover. Yeah. I'll be interested to see. I, I don't know. They're, you know. They've got that badass receiver that went out with injury last week. It's supposed to be a top 10 pick. Yeah, if he's not back, uh, that might change my mind a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. Because he their their offense didn't look nearly as good when he was out. Um okay, we got two games left. Two big games. Um which one would you rather do first? I'll let you up to decide. you, bro. We're gonna do we're gonna do in Bama last, so shut the fuck up. Okay. All right, then noon game on ESPN. Uh <laughs> number seven, LSU. Seven and two on the year. Yeah, Arkansas. what the fuck? Crazy, right? I don't Arkansas. fucking get it. Look, I, we we kind of talked in our LSU preview this year. I kind of feel like oh, our guests nailed it, and it made a lot of sense that you know you you were you weren't sure how it would start out the year just because you had a lot of culture issues. Yeah. But there's a lot of talent on that team. And if they could get the culture part of it fi- you know, figured out quickly, this could be a surprise team in the West because they've always had the talent. And Kelly's got it going on right there. Uh, he, they're in the driver's seat to win the SEC West. Arkansas is a three-point uh, home dog um, over under 64. LSU, obviously, this is another game here where the spot, they're coming off that big Alabama win. Yeah. Um, LSU lost to Arkansas last year, 16 to 13. So you got to think revenge is on the mind for the team. Arkansas, you know, they started out the year really good. They, they, they opened up with three straight wins. They were up to number 10 in the polls. They lost three straight. Then they went on and beat BYU and Auburn. Then they lost to Liberty at home last week. So it's been very up and down for the Razorbacks. KJ Jefferson, his first ever multi interception game of his career was last week against Liberty. He is a little bit banged up still, um, but he should be playing against LSU this week. I'll go first. I like LSU. I think they, they've they gone 212 straight snaps without a turnover, so they're taking care of the ball. Jaden Daniels is playing really well. LSU has used him very effectively as a runner this year. Um, both these teams run the ball really well. So, um, But ultimately, Brian Kelly's won his last 17 games in November as a coach. I'll take LSU to win the yeah. game. 35-31, so I guess it'll be a cover and over the point total. I, this game scares the shit out of me because I don't understand why LSU is not favored by more. I don't get that. And, um, God, 
like, I mean, Arkansas just continues to disappoint. You're at home last week. You're not in a position where you could really overlook Liberty. They were ranked. Um, you know, I, I, I don't, I just don't get it. I, I just don't, I don't get what's going on here. So is this team able to get back up and, and fight back? I don't know if they're able to do that because they really haven't been able to do that without giving Cage Jefferson some time, some time to rest and regroup. Like you saw in that BYU game. Um, I like LSU. I don't think that this is something where chaos ensues and they lose this game and AM and somehow, you know, get everyone back in. I, I don't, I don't, I just don't see it. I don't, I don't see how it happens. Um, <laughs> getting a line as we're talking about it. Somebody said the LSU line is stupid. Make it fucking make sense. And like, yeah, I, I, I just, I don't, there's like, I wouldn't touch this game betting wise just because Vegas has to know something. Right. But there's also been one game every week. I feel like where it's like Vegas must know something. There's no reason that that line would be that close. And it's been a blowout. Yep. Like, you know, like the, the Tennessee uh, Kentucky game, like that was one I was like, mm. yeah, um, there's, there's like, I think, I think in this case, if, if I was, if I were to bet on it, there's two games here that lines make no fucking sense. And that is this game. And, and I feel like this has happened like more than once, right? This game and the Bama Ole Miss game. And I think the Bama Ole Miss game is a joke that that's a 12 and a half. And we'll get to that in a second. LSU covers this game. They know what's in front of them. And they also have a different mindset moving forward because they have Brian Kelly. And I don't think Brian Kelly, like, I tell you what, at the very least, you know, what I know Brian Kelly's not going to do bring his fucking side pieces, kids in to go practice, you know, running routes and shit like that. Like, like coach O was doing hot take. It's a fair start. That's know? a fair start. Um, I think LSU wins. I think they win. I don't want to say big. I think they went by seven. I think they take care of their business. And this is a team that is starting to pick up steam and they are going to run into a buzzsaw in December, but that's fine. The best news out of all this is that with LSU beating Bama, Mickey, share me. I know you're listening. Now we get to go to a, a, an LSU game like we do every year, and you can take me to the SC Championship game. Love you, mean it. Um. All right. So with that, we get to our last game of the week. Oh God. Saturday, three thirty, CBS. Number nine, Bama, seven and two. Not used to being out of the picture this early in the season. Fuck off, Tyler. Number eleven, Ole Miss, eight and one, twelve point home underdog. Total sixty three and a half. Ole Miss, one of those teams that would need to win the remainder of their games and see LSU drop either the Arkansas or Texas A&M game, correct? Yeah. Uh, to make it to the SEC championship game. So they are very focused on this game. Clearly, they still mathematically aren't out of the race in the SEC West. And let's be honest, Alabama not been impressive on the road for the last two years. We've talked about this ad nauseum, but Texas and A&M were close games. This year, um, they lost to Tennessee and LSU on the road, dating back to last year. Uh, you had the Auburn game and the Florida game. So Bryce Young, not his fault. He's doing everything he can. He's, uh, I mean, he's willing these teams to victories on the road. Um, but uh, Ole Miss, I, I just haven't been super impressed with them, I'll be honest. I mean, yeah. um, they're, they have won 14 straight home games. Cool. Uh, they are you know who is impressed them real quick. Just to throw this out there is Adam Spencer from SDS, who has them currently ranked ahead of Bama in his power rankings. Okay, all right. Um, 
Ole Miss, not a great track record coming off the coming off a bye. Have you seen that? No. Two and six straight up and against Ooh. the spread over the last eight coming off a bye, including last year to Bama. Um, this is to me, and then I'm gonna let you go off on it. Unstoppable force. That football. Unstoppable force. Bama road struggles mm-hmm. against immovable object. Ole Miss. Coming off a bye, also three nine and one against the spread in their last thirteen as a home dog. So where do I go here? I'm going to take Bama over the game, but yeah. I think I think Bama wins by four points. Close game, thirty one twenty seven. One, I love this comment. Get your Texas Pete popcorn ready. <laughs> um, here's the deal, Tyler. Here's the deal. Talk all the shit you want on Twitter, Lane Kiffin. No, I'm kidding. Um. I just like I don't think this Bama team is great at all. I I don't I said before the season I didn't think they'd make the playoff. Um I I just told you the schedule was was too difficult. You guys all remember that, I'm hoping, or you should, because I'm gonna remind you repeatedly so I get credit for it. Um Ole Miss is a good football team coming off a bye with an extra week to prepare. They remember they came off a bye last year. And and they started out down twenty eight nothing at the half. Um I think this is a different team. I think this is a team that is going to be more creative. But I think the other thing too is I still don't think that you're able to line up and beat Alabama. This team isn't just by running the football. I don't like I've, I've seen what like LSU lined up and ran the ball for 5.4 yards per carry. It's the most that they've run against Bama since 2006, the year before Saban got there. Chris Gordy stat line. Thank you for that. Um, I don't, I just, I, Quinshawn Judkins is great. Um, Zach Evans is great. If you're going to line up and run the football 60 times, like we've seen Ole Miss do against AM, against Auburn and other people, I, okay. As yeah, my dad I mean, would it, say, it, just have at it, Hoss. I mean, like, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't, I just don't fucking do that please do that please lie. like i just i and, and if i'm wrong i will be shocked but i will also admit that i'm wrong but i just don't think no matter how soft this defense has looked at times how many points they've given up and i just don't think that Ole miss is good enough through the passing game to beat alabama and i don't think they're i don't think they're two-dimensional on offense i think they're very one-dimensional and i don't think they're going to be able to line up and beat bama just by running the football they're at home cool cool bama's played a lot of games in high school stadiums over the years so they'll be fine i i'm not worried about sixty thousand dudes that are dressed in fucking vineyard vines vests going out here and yelling until they get into a fight with the other fraternity next to them in the fucking stands like they do every fucking game at home in vaud hemingway stadium it's cool that you guys have chandeliers in your tents that's awesome um i i don't know what else to say i like i, I just i don't i don't see I don't see them. I don't see anybody lining up and running the football besides maybe one team, maybe two in this, in the country right now, lining up and running the football against Bama. Just bottom line. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like it's taking a Herculean effort at, from the quarterback position to be Herculee, Herculee. Bama. Yeah. I don't, I don't see, I don't see Ole Miss's defense, uh, stopping Bama to the point where they would be able to score enough. I mean, especially Bryce Young on that Ole Miss passing defense. Um, and to be honest, Gibbs as well on the ground. I just, but 
I'm just betting on. on Bama's struggles that have continued to happen on the road. Yeah. And and I and I do I do like hold on my, my hair's all messed up here. Let me make sure I look cute for the, the camera in case we have to make this video go viral again. Um I will say this. Fucking go. Say this. My former He's fucking assholes. <laughs> Wait, what? That's you. We're gonna make a video now. You ready? Okay, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me fucking tell you fucking something right fucking now. <laughs> 150,000 views, bang. 150,000 views. There were almost as many. Somebody said, somebody said, this is the greatest thing about that video, by the way. And then I'll get to the last point I'll make. Somebody said, there were more F bombs in that video than Tennessee scored points. And there, he was right. There were 17 in the video and they scored 13 points, which I thought was fucking hilarious. <laughs> That's good. That's good. What happened to your audio, sir? Fucking no. Can you hear me? It's a different microphone. Fucking dang it. Hold on. All right. You're back. You're back. I'm back. All right. I'm back. I'm so tired of this shit. Okay. You got me? Yep. All right. All right. Um, Hopefully this is not uh, giving too much reverb here, but here's the deal. I I think that when you talk about um, this Bama team, the Connor O'Gara, my former podcast co-host, brought up like the best point that I've heard in general, and that is that – Alabama, you ready for this stat? Because it's pretty fucking bad. Alabama is third in the country in yards per carry. Third. Okay. They're 88th in rushing attempts per game. <laughs> God blank, Bill O'Brien. What are we fucking doing? Yeah, not a, yeah. Not a good look. No. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be surprised um, if both coordinators are gone after this year. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked about that at all. All right, we got to stop recording now because I think audio is going to fuck everything up. All right, well, hey, everyone, go leave us a voicemail this weekend, 424-430-0045. We appreciate you guys tuning in live. Go give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Good luck to your teams this weekend. We'll see you guys on Sunday.